Well, Kelly, tell me a little about this study. You know, what did it say? And was there any new information there? Yeah, the study was by a group called Analytical Consulting. And I, I think kind of the top line finding is that uh, San Diego jails have the highest number of unexplained deaths of the 12 most populous counties in, in California. And, and to do this, they looked at kind of the number of expected deaths based on the county's mortality rate and compared expected versus actual deaths. And, and San Diego County by far exceeded um, the number of, of expected deaths. This problem is, is known, right? There have been other studies, other audits on it, but is there anything different about this study? Well, I mean, I think one thing that is really important is, as unlike other studies, this one was, was peer-reviewed. So a UCSD professor of biostatistics reviewed the study and gave it his thumbs up. A Cal State LA professor of criminal justice reviewed the study. You know, just to say that these findings are legit, you know, that, that the methodology was solid. Was there any information in the study about why this is happening? I mean, is it a problem with protocols? Is it a problem with, you know, jail culture? Is it something else? I don't think they looked at the practices the way the, uh, the, way the state audit did, uh, the state audit released in February did, uh, so much as they just calculated the numbers and sliced and diced those uh, data points. Um, there are a lot of reasons people, uh, you know, pass away in jail, that, why they die behind bars. And, you know, it's a difficult population. Uh, so I think this analysis was mostly um, commissioned to just look at the numbers and, and nail down whether San Diego County was an outlier or not among its peers across California, uh, because our series from 2019, uh, in our view, established clearly that it was. But uh, the sheriff's department, of course, uh, challenged our uh, methodology and insisted that our findings were uh, were were not uh, were not accurate. You know, one thing the study did did kind of find, and and I think it's important to you know for policymakers to keep this in mind is they found that the risk of overdose deaths was greatest in San Diego jails compared to the the other jails, and so I think that finding shows that there is a real problem with how they're screening people, um, how they're checking, you know, or monitoring, you know, when illicit drugs get into the jails. So it, I, I definitely think that that's a, a, a policy, uh, that finding um, should kind of set off some, some alarms as far as, as um, improving policy and practice in, in that area. So what is being done to address this problem? Well, according to the Sheriff's Department, they've implemented a number of uh, recommendations from uh, quite a few different uh, outside groups that have uh, looked at practices inside the jails. They've hired more staff. They've revamped the intake process. They've uh, made a commitment to uh, better protecting inmates uh, as much as they can. Uh, the problem, of course, is that while they say all this stuff, uh, people keep dying in jail uh, as recently as Monday, the same day the, uh, the CLEB report, the review board uh, report was released, which is, uh, you know, that's been the heart of the problem all along. So uh, it's, it's certainly become a, a front and center issue in the sheriff's campaign and, uh, and the candidates are trying to one-up themselves over how they'll uh, 
well, they'll fix this problem. But I think that, uh, you know, until people stop dying in jail, it's, uh, it's not going away as an issue. You both wrote about the recent state audit that suggested that legislative changes are needed to, to fix this and, and local lawmakers or lawmakers who represent the San Diego region introduced a bill. Can you tell me more about that bill? Where, what, what's in it and, and where does it stand? The, the bill would um, require uh, the board of state and community corrections to kind of beef up their, um, their own guidelines for how jails are to be run and like uh, things like um, better mental health screenings during intake, um, better safety checks. I know the audit, the state audit found that San Diego deputies would often do these kind of drive-bys. You know, you're supposed to check every 60 minutes to make sure your person in custody is, is you know, alive and still breathing. And uh, deputies would just kind of walk on past the cells and, and barely, you know, stop to, to glance in. So, so better safety checks is, a, is another recommendation. Um, Jeff, help me out. There was a third recommendation that, that I'm, uh, I'm forgetting. I think it, it regarded uh, mental health staffing and yes. uh, providing a, uh, a behavioral health expert uh, more so to each inmate. Uh, to prevent deaths because, you know, a lot of the people in custody, not surprising, suffer from mental illness or history of mental illness, or they're in the throes of a psychotic break when they're arrested and, and booked into jail. Uh, and, and those are very vulnerable times for these inmates. So, uh, uh, and re often result in, in deaths or, uh, or injuries. Uh, so uh, what, the, uh, what the state legislation would do is, is uh, require uh, a stricter oversight of mental health issues by inmates by uh, beefing up the staff. Yeah, and, and one big, you know, the, the Analytica report, they, they kind of conclude, even though they didn't look specifically at why deaths are occurring, they, they, they finished up with the suggested areas for research and, and study. And, you know, one of their big questions is, uh, what is the in-custody death rate among inmates with a history of mental illness? And we know from our own reporting that, that a disproportionate number of, of folks with mental illness do die in jails. You both had a story yesterday talking about, uh, you know, community members calling for better protections. What has community response been to this report and what would they like to see change? Well, I think people are upset with the findings, uh, both the, uh, the family members of people who have uh, died in custody and, uh, you know, community activists who are bothered that these deaths are uh, are persisting despite all the all the uh, changes announced by the sheriff's department and all the publicity that uh, the Union Tribune and other news organizations have brought to this issue. People keep dying, so it's um, it's clearly a problem. I mean, last year was the the deadliest year in San Diego County Jail history, and uh, this year is on pace to surpass that. There's seven deaths so far this year, and we're not even mid-April. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the findings are, are alarming to anybody paying attention. Uh, we hear from inmates all the time. I just spoke to a woman today who spent part of the weekend in Vista jail and uh, she had a horrible experience and was aghast at, at the indifference that deputies showed her while she was in custody and, and, and some of her, uh, her cellmates. She was just in a holding tank for uh, 10 or 15 hours. But uh, you know, we hear these things all the time. And uh, you know, jail's not supposed to be pleasant, but it's also not supposed to be, you know, as the activists say, a death sentence. Yeah, the, the stories that we hear are just horrific. I mean, there's 
yeah, jail isn't supposed to be club med, but you know, there's, there's a certain level of, of dignity that people are, you know, should be treated with. And there's, you know, they should at least have a minimum level of cleanliness. You know, there's a big black mold outbreak at the central jail that we've heard about and, and black mold is, is pretty toxic. And, you know, I hear from folks who've, who've been, you know, kind of suffering the, the side effects from that. And um, yeah, it's, it's just um, lots and lots of, of horrible stories. Will you talk about the, the cost of this? In your stories, you mentioned that there have been really big settlements, um, you know, awarded to families of people who have died wrongfully in, in jail. Um, what, what has it cost? I have sort of a mental note. It, it, it's, it's more than 10 million. Um, uh, these are just for deaths. Uh, don't forget the sheriff's department gets sued all the time for excessive uh, force. Uh, and uh, and uh, the county just sustained an $85 million uh, jury award uh, last month from a guy that died uh, as he was being arrested. He hadn't made it to jail yet, so I wouldn't count that as a jail death. But uh, yeah, the numbers are astonishing. It's 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 millions and millions and millions of dollars, uh, not just in the jury awards and the legal settlements that the city, uh, the, excuse me, the county uh, agrees to pay, but in the in the legal work that uh, that has to be performed by the county council's office. Sometimes they bring in outside lawyers. That costs money. Uh, the costs are just. Uh, uh, astonishing uh, how much, and that all comes right out of the general fund that we could be using for libraries or more deputies or better roads or, uh, you know, whatever else government. Yeah, there's one recent case that stretched on for, for four years. I mean, that that's, yeah, that's a lot of resources the county is using. And ultimately, it resulted in a, um, about a $4 million settlement, which probably, you know, could have been made a lot sooner and saved the family a lot of, of grief. It's very difficult for families to go through this, um, go through the, the whole lawsuit process. And, you know, like Jeff said, lots of county resources going towards these cases. And, and it seems like every month there's a, there's a new case being filed or a family who is exploring their, their you know, has, has um, is working with attorney to explore their options. And that just shows that these deaths are, are raising so many questions about whether they're preventable and whether you know, policy and procedure had been followed. Well, there was that case uh, last year that uh, resulted in a $12 million jury verdict, uh, later got cut in half, uh, the David Collins case. Uh, that man didn't die in custody, but he's uh, brain damaged. Uh, the county could have settled that case years ago for a million dollars, $2 million, uh, and instead, they just litigated and litigated and appealed. And uh, so the legal costs are in the millions and the uh, the judgment costs are in the in the millions. Yeah. The, the, on that case, the county actually was paying interest because <laughs> they'd they'd already lost and they were kind of struggling to to appeal it. And they, they lost on the appeal. But interest was accruing on the, the judgment, you know, while they were doing this. And it's just like. Oh my gosh, you yeah. know, there's another more tens of thousands of dollars. I think it was thousands of dollars a day, 7% interest on that judgment. Are there ever going to be consequences for the the sheriff's department beyond lawsuits? You know, this is a problem that we've we've known about. It, it's been happening. It doesn't seem to be slowing down. 
is it just going to be allowed to continue? I think the Board of Supervisors has been very reluctant to exercise what authority it has in this equation. Uh, the sheriff is a duly elected public official. So uh, the general tendency at the Board of Supervisors is to let the sheriff do his or her own thing. Uh, the same way they defer to the district attorney, another publicly elected official. Uh, it's, at some point, the Board of Supervisors, I mean, they've been appealed to over and over by the activist community and the uh, relatives of these deceased loved ones to step in and do something. Uh, there was some chatter this week that uh, the feds should come in and uh, exercise some sort of consent decree to take over the sheriff's department because it just hasn't shown any ability to uh, improve or uh, police itself in this regard because these uh, lapses uh, in oversight, in healthcare, they, they keep happening and people keep dying. The, the gentleman who died this week, uh, he was 38. His death was classified as a natural death. But, uh, you know, obviously we need more information, but people don't die from deep vein thrombosis uh, as often on the outside as they do on the inside. And so even if it's a natural death, uh, you know, he could have gotten treat, treatment on the outside and he wouldn't have died. Yeah. And it will end deep vein thrombosis. Is, is, it's either a result of, of uh, I'm cu curious what the information that hasn't been provided is how long he was in custody. And it tends to occur either from an injury or from spending a lot of time, you know, immobile. So um, it'll be interesting to, to see the, the probably, probably going to have to wait for the autopsy report the full autopsy report to find out what really happened. Is there anything else to note about this study? Is there anything else to know? Anything you'd like to say? I, I think the study is a great, I'll let Kelly talk in a second. I just wanted to say this, the study is, is more examples of the same problem that, that we and others have been uh, researching and reporting for, uh, for years now. I think it, uh, one good outcome is that studies like this and our reporting has pushed this issue to the front burner. And it's now the number one um, campaign issue in the upcoming race for sheriff. And it's, uh, it's important that people pay attention because it matters who's sheriff. Yeah, I just wanted to add, um, you know, when we were talking about uh, oversight or, or consequences, there is a class action lawsuit over jail conditions, especially uh, when with folks with uh, mental illness or a physical disability, and that is working its way through the courts right now. And similar lawsuits in other counties have resulted in uh, judges kind of handing down a, um, um, I'm not sure of the word, it wouldn't be a consent decree, but kind of a, a court monitored settlement where the judge is keeping an eye on the the jail system and making sure they're making certain reforms that were agreed to in the settlement. And this kind of thing has worked really well in other counties. It, it could be a reason why, you know, uh, some of these other counties uh, didn't have such high death rates, but that's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on um, how this, this lawsuit is going to play out. Okay. Kelly Davis, Jeff McDonald, thanks for this information. Thank you. Thank you, Christy.